0: You are now listening to Thou Must Cope, the podcast. This might be edited or it might not, but just know it's always raw and real because that's how we keep it over here. Hope you enjoy it. All right. My first question is, if you had the perfect pitch to describe yourself, what would that pitch be?
1: the perfect pitch to describe myself Um, take I I mean, you know the one thing I kind of pride myself on is like things that I speak on is in interviews and stuff like that like I'm extremely versatile like like one thing can't define me like I fit in anywhere Um, I adapt well um, I learn things well uh I'm open to learning new things, so the one day I could just say I'm just versatile um i it's, it's kinda I can't really say I'm stuck in my ways, but that's the one that I can say I'm just'm I'm versatile okay yeah, that's it
0: so a pitch and potentially pitch it to the opposite sex as make basically like um so you know like reality shows people be trying to like win people over to find love if there was your wife out there like the perfect ideal woman for you and you had to get her based off of a pitch what would your pitch be
1: <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is funny um I don't want to sound creepy. It's like it's gonna sound creepy. Like, I'm going to get you, like, oh. <laughs> I, I, I don't care what's gonna happen. I'm going to get you, like, because I saw you through all this, and the one I observe, I observed well. Like I see everything in the room, hear everything in the room. But out of all that, I'm focused on you. So I gotta have you, like the Shannon Sharp. Like oh, we gotta do this. I gotta have you. I'm like, I want that. I want you. Like uh, it's really direct. It's like point like point direct. I might say it as a joke, but I'm like dead. I'm at very it. serious. <laughs> I'm very. I don't, I don't, I'm like I'm very serious. Like you're going to be my wife, um, and we're going to have a family. Um, I might say it as a monotone like joke, but like I'm dead to fuck serious. <laughs> so yeah, like I'll, I'm I'm going to have you. Okay, I ain't mad at it.
0: Very. So then my next question would be, what do you feel like your toxic traits are, if any?
1: I have a bunch. Mm, okay. A bunch. Let's um, hear it. Um, I'm, and it's kind of crazy because this past weekend I went to my LB's waiting and I had to see one of my one of the women that I'm like extremely close to, like I love her to death, um, and we just sit and talk we sat we chilled and we smoked and we talked and we came to terms that I she said I love you I know you love me but I know you love your freedom more um and it's crazy cuz I love I love this woman um and it's crazy cuz I love a couple women <laughs> and it's not it's not one thing that like oh, it's like I treat all of them the same like yeah, and I know that's toxic. That's toxic. That's toxicity, all that bullshit. I know it can be very toxic because it can be, like, it seem like I'm stringing you along and things like that, but it's not the case. Like, I love you unless you all of a sudden down with polygamy and you ain't finna just really pull that with a lot of black you ain't finna pull that with a lot of black women, really all black women, because that's all that date. I don't really date outside my way, race or talk outside my race or converse, I mean, so... That is, um, I ain't gonna say I can be very manipulative because I don't, I don't, I, don't, I, I try not to lie. Um, I feel like probably being too honest can be toxic at times.
0: What?
1: Um, like just being like verb, like like being blunt. Mm, okay. Like that, like that can be, like I can hit it, can, like, it, it, like everybody doesn't deal with the truth, can't deal with the truth can't handle the truth. Like, I feel like we deal with this bullshit all the time where people say be honest with me at all times, but that's not the case. A lot of people can't handle the truth. Like, me sometimes included. Like, a lot of people can't deal with the truth, and I can be, like, pretty, like, it's just extremely honest. Like, when you know a a young lady wants you, or you know a young lady wants to settle down with you, and you love her, but you just don't want to settle down or anything like that because you probably have like some commitment issues that you got to work out with therapy and all that shit like that. But and you just tell her like, I love you, but I love my freedom more. <laughs> like, and it goes the two toxic traits right there. I, it's like almost like I love my time more. Like my time is very important to me, and. <laughs> I feel like time is very important to a lot of people. So,
0: so is it really toxic? Okay here here is here is, whoa, here's how I put it. I believe that in life we're taught to be um, selfless and you know to care about other people. But I do also believe that at a point in life you have to learn to be selfish because if you're too selfless, then you will always put others before you. So is it really toxic? That you you value your time, or is it that you will continue to potentially string people along or get feelings involved and whatever, and then be like, okay, but don't forget I value my time though. Is it how you're going about it that's toxic?
1: It 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 it, it might be. It might very well be that because. But my thing is, everything up front. I say up front, like I'm like, and think about this, like. For a small moment, for a small moment in my life, I want to settle down, like a very small and brief moment. Like, the shit only really hits me when I'm getting ready to go to sleep, honestly. <laughs> like, honestly, mm-hmm. so being single only hits me when I'm about to go to sleep. Because, I, contrary I don't like being touched, but I, when I want to be touched, like, I want to be touched. Like, not in a sexual way, just, like, under somebody. Like, I want to be the little spoon, even though I'm big as hell. Like, <laughs> like I don't care. It is, I want to be the little spoon. When women is like 4'11", 5'2", 5'1". I want to be the little spoon. Like, I want to be under you. So, it's just like that. Like, that hits me. And, <laughs> all, of the, and all of the women know, all the women that I'm involved with, or I've been intimate with to, on a certain level, they know that. Um. One in particular that I'm still dealing with, she knows that she knows how I am. Um, so I can definitely say that. I mean, and also, too, I always end up falling for women that's out of town, and I might do that on purpose so I don't have to deal with them in town. Mm. So I might, I might, I might unconsciously do that on purpose like shoot my shot at women out of town because I love to go places and I don't really have to deal with you all the time. So I can see you three, four, five times out the year. But you're not coming, but you're not around me all day, every day. But then sometimes, I'm like, I'm weird. It's like a bunch of feelings going on. (laughs) Because sometimes I'm like, damn, I wish I can have so-and-so here. Or, damn, I wish so-and-so leave a nigga and come to me. (laughs) 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 That's lovely too. Like, that's another too. Like, I really don't care. Like, like, I really, I really, and it might be toxic because I'm kind of like I could be possessive, mm-hmm. and that's that's an honest trait that I'm starting to like really notice now. Like, I'm not, like I know, like when I say I love all my women, I love all my women. Like, like when, like when Future made my collection, I even though I never say that to some of them, some of them I joke with, some of them I don't joke with. When Future made my collection, that was my theme song. That's like my anthem. Like, even if I hit you once, you're part of my collection. But I'm not, if it's good, I'm not hitting you just once. It's I'm just way more, like, way more. So it's just like that. Like, I'll tell him all the time. I don't care if you with that nigga. Like, it's cool. Be with him. Is there somebody to occupy your time when I'm not there? But when I do come back around, I need you here. Yeah, because I'm the little spoon. <laughs> Yeah, cause I'm a little spoon. I need you here, and I need—I don't, I don't know, I don't care what you tell that nigga. Matter of fact, I'm, I've been bold and said i don't even tell that nigga. Right, well, she busy, go away. Go.
0: It's little spoon time.
1: <laughs> it's little spoon. It's little spoon time. I'm, I need. I need. Matter of fact, you really call this this whole little thing little spoon. <laughs> that's what I'm calling. <laughs> a little spoon, cause honestly, I need I need my little spoon time. So that's that's. It, The way I do certain things, because you know if you do certain things and you know it's wrong and you do it over and over and over again, like that's insanity and that's kind of toxic because slowly you're destroying somebody. And then I checked a lot of goody-goody girls, like like good, good women, two-parent households, raised well, fucking in law school, medical school, like good women, why? I don't know. Cause sometimes I could be a piece of shit. I don't I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why I attract good women. I might be funny. I don't know. I might be a little bit funny. I have no idea, but they just come along and they come along for the ride. And, and do you crazy. believe
0: that you deserve good women?
1: Like at I'm, you right now,
0: your current self.
1: My current self, I'm not where I want to be, so I don't feel like I deserve. Um, a good woman. I don't feel like I deserve a good relationship right now because currently I'm not. I'm not where I'm at right now. Because everybody always told me, even when you was when I was growing up, don't date while you broke. Don't date while you broke. Don't, don't be broke trying to date. and you get your money right first. You get your shit straight first before you try to date somebody. So I went to go all my whole life thinking about that. Like, damn, I'm broke. I don't even need. I can't even take Shorty out. I can't even take Shorty. Like, I've never been in high school. Like, damn, I can't even take Shorty to the moves. I can't even take Shorty to get some ice cream. Like, I got my mom car, but damn, I ain't got no money because I can't work.
0: Because
1: yeah. I'm either I'm, I'm at practice or I'm watching my little sister. Like, I don't have time to work. And you can't do stupid. You can't do the stupid hot boy shit because you don't want to be a hot boy. Yeah, you, you, know, you don't want to be a hot boy. You don't want. You don't want. You don't want to get caught up with that because you know. So, I ha- I tend to have good morals when it comes to that. I get a little flaky around beautiful women. My morals get a little flaky around beautiful women. So, yeah.
0: So something you said leads me to the next question. You said like you know you um from childhood you heard like you know. You know, don't don't date while you broke or whatever. So do mm-hmm. you believe, and it doesn't even have to just be this, do you believe, hmm, how do I want to phrase this? Okay, what experiences or trauma that you may have faced in childhood are currently affecting you to this day, if
1: any? Um, well, I think trauma is what bad things that happen to you, and it hits you a certain way. Um, When I was young, my parents got divorced. Like it was nasty. Like it was a nasty divorce. Like you could tell it was about to happen. Like when your parents just argue, cuss each other, and stuff in front of you, and stuff like that. You could tell. Like damn. Like I really wish this shit would be over. Like it'd be some times when my mom and dad would be arguing, yelling, and stuff, and I would just. Uh, just go, turn my music up. Uh, well, turn my music, turn my TV up all the way, and just like, damn, I wish this would be over. Like, damn, I wish they would stop arguing. And then, okay, one, then one time, like they are to the point where my dad said, "You don't fuck this shit. I'm finna go." And I was like, "Damn, I ain't never heard that shit. I ain't never heard this nigga say that shit before." <laughs> like, damn, this must be new. I was like, "Oh, this. Oh, he, she must said something." Oh my gosh. Like, like yeah, this I was flabbergasted. I was like, no, this thing, ni- oh shit, gee, this nigga for real. So I remember it was Sunday because we was watching the game, and this nigga packed a suitcase, and I remember going. He packed the suitcase, but he went. as when he packed the suitcase, and he finished. He went and sat back down, started watching the game and stuff like that. I went, got the suitcase, drugged it into my room, into my closet, and started taking the clothes out. So you unpacked his suitcase? Unpacked it. I unpacked it. Like, Nigga, you ain't going nowhere. Cause when I was little, I when I was little, I just thought only white folks got divorced. Mm, okay. So I didn't. I didn't think black folks got divorced. Cause if you really think about it, black folks didn't really get, start getting divorced until like the early two thousands and shit like that. Like that whole stick by your man through this and stick by all this and stuff like that, like do it. Do I do it for the kids? To like, like that folks really stay. Like, you got granddaddy and grandma, they've been together 40, 50 years, but granddaddy got two, three families. Mm-hmm. So you got that going on, but grandma been there for 40, 50 years, so I thought that was just the norm. Like, damn, you have to go to counseling or something. I can't deal with this. So The nigga ended up leaving. He packed it back up. He ended up leaving. My mom was crying. They had my sister in her hand and shit, and I'm just like, then I just like it's just like something broke in me. I was like, "Damn!" I was like, "This shit's weird." So I guess he like he was gone for like probably a month or something like that. Then he ended up coming back into the house and stuff like that. Then the same thing happened again. Like about five months after that, they packed the suitcase and was gone. I ain't, I ain't, he was uh, he left for good this time. I was like, "Damn!" I think I was in. It was in like the fourth or fifth grade when he left the like left the final time. And so like she just kinda went downhill. Like I was like, damn, I like I was like, damn, my mom and dad really getting divorced. They separated. I motherfuckers didn't get really divorced until, like twenty twelve or something. I think he left when like two thousand six, two thousand seven or something. I don't know. Well two thousand five. Two thousand five, two thousand four around that time. So I was like, damn. So the nigga left, and I guess that really hit me, because I didn't know, like, I didn't really think black folks got divorced. Like, I really didn't. So I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. And then, like, my mom, I think it was like around, like, fifth, sixth grade. Sixth grade was probably a troubling time for me, because my mom had, like, went through a break. She went through a nervous breakdown. So she had a breakdown at work. Oh, it was, wow. So it was, like, a troubling time around there, like, I'm in sixth grade. My mom had a breakdown. Like, they called me. I get off the bus, walking back up to the apartments. My grandma, my niece, and all that. My grandma, my cousin, all them in the house and stuff like that. I'm like, damn, what happened? What's up? And it was like, your mom had an accident, stuff like that, was explaining to me and stuff. And I was just like, she good? Yeah, but we're going to, like, separate you and your sister. Mm. Nigga, what? We're going to take my little sister down there to Mississippi and we're going to send you to Texas with your mom so she can be okay, so she can have somebody with her. So, I literally, I spent like a couple months, like about five, it was like five, about four or five months without seeing my sister. Like, it was, I was like, damn, where she at? Like, why, 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 why is this? And like, the breakdown, like, kind of really hit my mom, like, because she changed completely. You know, people had like nervous breakdowns, and stuff like that. Like, I honestly believe a part of them die. Yeah, like part of them do not come back. And it happened. Like the same bubbly person that my mom was, always smiling, always doing this, and blah blah blah. Like she was gone. She better. She like she she's it's coming back now, but she does have those colder moments that she usually would. And then you could tell you could tell the difference between. How she was before and how she is afterward, but, but you know that happened. So we moved around. I went to like, I went from Memphis, Tennessee to Dallas, Texas. Fucking hated Dallas, Texas. Would never stay there again. I probably hated because it, it was a trying time. So that's mm-hmm. why I hated. It. Went from Dallas, Texas to my hometown where I was born at, Etobicoke, Mississippi, and I was like, damn. So literally, my sixth grade year, I was in three different schools. Um had to finally finish down there. Didn't know where my dad was. My mom knew where my dad was, but he didn't she didn't tell us. Like didn't she does? she knew she, he was down in Mississippi somewhere, but she knew where he was. Um And he said, you know, that was kinda like that was my that was then, let's see. Came back to Memphis after my sixth grade of year. And went to my seventh grade year and kind of found some stability. Like from seventh grade, clean up to graduating high school, stayed in one school, stayed in one two school, went to two schools, middle school, and high school, stayed in those schools for the, throughout. Went through all that, um, and that was about it. I mean, I had like little other little things, but I think my mom, my dad, my mom and dad get divorced and my mom having a breakdown that was probably like two traumas because i had to grow up like really really fast
0: so do you feel like so like okay i know like you're saying you had to grow up fast because of the circumstances um do you feel like a part of you still is childish like because i know like sometimes when we have to grow up and we're put into times like that like for instance with me I wouldn't say I had to grow up fast, but I had to be a parent like I had parents. And my parents were great parents. But because of the work situations, I was I had to be like a parent for my little sister. And so by default, I matured pretty fast because it's like I got my own baby doll at home. Like I take care of my little sister for hours in between times of my parents coming home. And I feel like in a, to an extent, I was robbed a part of my childhood because of that. Like, do you feel like you were robbed of, of yours? Like, not necessarily that you would have it in your other way, but that there was an effect on you because of that.
1: I can definitely think that, I definitely think that might be a reason. Because even when they were together, like my childhood was, like, really consumed. Like, when kids was outside playing and stuff, I was at football practice. When, like, during the summer, the winter, spring, I mean, football practice or working out or, like, working out, doing something with the team, stuff like that. So, when the kids was getting ready to go outside and play around the neighborhood, like, I have two weeks to play with them. Now that two weeks, I'm back in football. Um, I definitely think I might play too much. I play I, – honestly, I pride myself. I do play a lot. I like, I like to joke, but I think I joke a lot because I be coping with a lot of things. And like comedy is like laughter is the best medicine, like, and it helps me get through a lot of stuff. Like I, I joke a lot, and I think it might probably it might do have something to do like that because I remember, I mean, you, I mean, you gotta think about it. when you like, shit. I was like, 10, 11 years old, and you got to sit and like talk your mama down from like not killing herself. Like, yeah. You got to grow up. You got to have a certain maturity about that. You got to know what the right things to say and stuff like that. Um, There's certain things that you got to do. Even with my sister, like when she did come back to us and we did reconnect and reunite and all that stuff like that, like I had to be a big brother and a father to her because my dad was gone. And at one point in time, he said he didn't want to have nothing else to do with us because he hated my mom that much. So, I have to be a father figure with her with that. Even then, I'm 11 and 12 years old, but still, I have to be the babysitter, uh, be a father figure. But at the same time, like, damn, I can't hold my child like innocence. I can't play with her and stuff like that. I can't, we can't go outside, do all this and stuff because I got to be mature. And then sometimes, like even when we, even when I did, when we do work back in the house, and i would play with sometimes and do certain stuff, like my mom was like, "You gotta grow up. Like you can't be doing all that. Like you gotta come on, cause I need you to. I need you to grow up." So when you hear that enough, you of course you stop doing certain stuff, but then you sneak and do it still. So I could definitely think, I definitely, I could see why that was why you asked that. With all the situations and stuff like that, I can yeah, I can definitely see why I might be so childish.
0: (laughs) I won't call you childish, but I
1: mean, I feel you. No, it's not because it's not the first time. (laughs) Like, I, 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 I I keep a serious tone or a serious face on me and stuff like when I'm walking around. At the same time, I'm still childish. Like, I like, like, farts still make me laugh. Like, (laughs) Like, 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 simple shit. Like, if somebody like. Was it just all of a sudden just fart right now. I would probably like cry laughing, like because I'm still I'm still immature and I just like laughing. Like I like joking. Yeah, like.
0: ain't nothing wrong with it. And so um, I'm gonna pick your brain on this part a little bit. So majority of my podcast is kind of centered around mental health. And so um, I know you said you kind of had to grow up because you had to basically talk to your mom about wanting to keep her life. And so and so we're in an era now where millennials are becoming very gung-ho on mental health and how it's so important and it's like n- niggas is saying shit out the side of their neck like oh it's so important but then bashing people for the same things that you see that are important do- but do you feel like you have a sensitivity to mental health because of what you experienced with your mom and growing up or you have a different type of expertise with dealing with that because you had to deal with it at su- such a young
1: age or see it right before your eyes Um, I definitely I because it's not only my mom. I definitely think I might have like a sensitivity to it, especially with like the nine day, like you said, nine day days. Like people are so gung ho about mental health, but it's like like people at the same on the same side of that coin, they talk shit about people. Like you can look at the Summer Walker thing. Like she yeah. suffers from anxiety and stuff like that, and then people want to get mad at her when her anxiety kicks in or she acts a certain like she does certain things some of it might be weird but you know I love a little fine a little like yeah. ad. but still like some people some people think it's weird but at the same time that's how it does some people think she's faking like but at the same time everybody's anxiety look different right like, yeah. it, it, it goes a certain way that's the thing about mental health you you know, you can't really judge what goes on in people's minds like it's 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 like it's either stable, or it's unstable, or it's in between. You never know what's going on with people. So even with that, like I like I do have a sensitivity to it. Like I do take into consideration when people tell me how they feel and stuff like that, and when they feel a certain way and they want to talk about certain things. Yeah, we can talk about it. Um, like with my mom and stuff like that. Like, like damn you. I was shit felt I felt like ten 11, 12 years old. I gotta be a damn therapist,
0: yeah so,
1: like i have to sit I have to sit down with her, get the general questions, fill it out, make sure her make sure she's having a good day to have a conversation, or when it's a bad day how what do I say to calm her down? like I remember being in middle school talking to some of my close friends, and like I remember I had to literally talk. One of my friends down from blowing his damn brains out. Mm. Like literally, had like literally was on Uvu. Was you know Uvu and Skype and all stuff was real bad. Like ooh, he had a gun. Like he was about to shoot himself. He was about to blow his brains out. Wow. Like 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 it's stuff like that. And I was like, oh shit. Well, don't. Cause my other friend called me. Cause we used to be on three way and stuff like every other day and stuff like just talk about our day at school stuff like that. So he would have, like, he was, like, kind of unstable. Like, he had, like, mental problems, mental issues. So some days he would call me and stuff like that. He was, like, he would tell me, like, he cut himself or something like that. Or he did this. And we just talk about it. And, you know, I wouldn't say it was a bad thing because sometimes that's how he coped. But I was like, you can't, I was like, so-and-so, so you can't do that because, I mean, you will you might, if some like, think about this. You cut the wrong thing, you're going to bleed out. Yeah. You cut too deep, you're going to bleed out. And people need you. Like, you're my friend. You're my brother. I can't have you gone. Like, and just like that. Like, so dealing with my mom definitely prepared me to deal with that. And like this, so it's just, it's just, it's just, uh, I'm, def- I'm definitely sensitive to it now. So to, I ain't going to say, I ain't going to say it made me an expert, but I know how to deal with it. Like I can sit and have a conversation with people, and I can tell, oh, damn, you' not right. So I can sit and tell, like, but I'm, you know, I'm not all right all the way. I just know how to hide it well.
0: Is that like, a good thing, though?
1: It's a terrible thing. It is, it's it's a terrible thing. Like, I, like especially now with all these like so-called so-called mental health advocates coming up, and you know, like people doing a different research and stuff like that. I do bottle up a lot of stuff. I do keep a lot of stuff to myself. I do sometimes work things out with myself, cause I don't feel like talking about it. I don't feel like dealing with it sometimes. So sometimes I have to deal with things myself. But like I said, like but sometimes you you need professional help. Like I need to understand why. Like why I can't settle down with somebody. I need to understand like why do I want four women in my life to love me at the same time. Why do I want four like why do I, like why do like why do I want to spoil four women like, why like honestly why do I want to make so much money to the point where I can have four wives and they don't have to work what's like what like what what like what's wrong with me like I then I want to live like King David or King Solomon or somebody like why do I want all these wives like why do I want all these girlfriends Why do I tell these women that I love them and I actually really love them? I am not bullshitting when I say it. All all this. Why is it hard for me to talk to my father still and stuff like that? Or I can't look my dad in the eye while I talk to him. There's certain things like that that you can't really talk about to yourself because shit is you. Right. That's why I'm starting therapy up next year around February when I go get my damn first checkup for the uh, first quarter. And damn it, I'm gonna go to therapy probably that same month. Probably a couple weeks after that, and we are gonna go out and get these sessions rolling because
0: you need some be. answers.
1: I do need some answers because I, I need to know. I can't say I'm a womanizer because I don't really treat women wrong, but I do. It's, it's kind of weird. I, I'm gonna say I'm a womanizer. I do treat. I don't treat women wrong, but I do end up hurting people's feelings
0: but I feel like part of that hurting people feelings could possibly come from. um, So for instance, um, I, nah, I ain't finna tell my business like that. Just kidding. (laughs) Nah, I'll go ahead and say it. So I have someone that I deal with from time to time and I deal with them on and off or whatever. But um, I think we have an understanding and they, from what they say, we have an understanding too. But my grandmother was telling me how it's, it's very unhealthy because I can't say this and do this. Like I can't say I don't want a relationship or I'm, I'm not going for that right now, but then I do these type of actions. And I was trying to explain to her, like, it don't matter because I'm telling them, look, you understand? I don't want no relationship. Right. And she was just like, I get that you're telling them that, but you're sending them mixed signals because you're telling them that, but then you're doing relationship things. And then she was also explaining how when you're doing something like that, you have to constantly let someone know once again, hey, don't want a relationship. And that's where the confusion could come in because you can really not want to treat someone bad. But by default, when you out here loving somebody and treating someone good, they're going to want more. Like it's going to happen. And then it's like, ooh, wait. Look, like, I know we was doing this and everything, but you got to chill because here goes the line. Like, no matter what I do, the line is still here. And that can be confusing to people, and not everybody can handle that.
1: That is very, very true. Like, I do tell people all the time, if you're going to deal with me, you do have to have like some the charity. That's why I have to kind of set my age range. Like, as I go, like, as I get older... I get. I tend to go up two years. I, t- I usually tend to do like a. What am I? am 25, so I tend to do like a two to four year difference, especially going under. Like if I'm 25, I uh, tw- under 21, I can't deal with it. If you really can't drink, I really don't even really want to deal with you. It's really 22. 20, 21 year olds make my ass hurt for some reason. I don't they make know why. your ass hurt. They do. Like I don't. I don't know. I think all women are kind of like. I, I, honestly because dudes are stupid to like 34 or 35 i think women are like stupid to like i want to say like 20 to like 22.